Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life, the podcast that is dedicated to helping you create a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by using your existing skills, natural gifts, and life experience. I'm grateful today to have Colton Hall as a guest. Colton, welcome to the show. Hey, Kellen. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. You are welcome. And I, we just had a very brief conversation, but I also read a bit of your bio that you submitted, and I'm grateful to have you because I love people who have made an awakening and a choice to change because it emphasizes our own ability to change. So tell me, why is it important in your heart that you do things to add good to the world? Well, I think that's like, you know, that feeling of like belonging purpose and like just anything we actually want doesn't, in my experience now, figuring that out over the years, it does, it's not going to ever come from, you know, any sort of self-serving thing. It's actually only going to come from how we help and serve others, right? How we actually help other people get what it is we think and truly want ourselves. Like it's like living in service, right? You have to give back and you will receive much more than you could ever possibly have wanted if you will do that right so you got to make it all uh, you gotta you can't you gotta stop making it about yourself right so i love that that says i it's it's deep and multi-layered we we tend to live driven by our desires and what you're telling me is i can have kind of a paraphrase of what zig ziglar said you can have whatever you want if you help enough other people get what they want <laughs> and yeah and that's that's kind of what you said so you didn't fall up that mountain like you didn't you started probably like most people in a place not understanding that oh yes because we all somehow are taught differently and we'll talk about that later but what what happened to you for you with you uh to to help you make this change and learn something new to change who you're being in the world yeah i mean it's just it was my own suffering you know and i think it's a, a similar story for a lot of people right like the more we suffer the more we're pushed to like wake up and like start questioning things and start being like wait a minute like maybe there's more to life or like you know because i was a very closed mind like before that realist think i knew everything right um, and I find that a lot of people that haven't suffered that much um, have a very difficult time opening their minds to different ideas or just even thinking about anything different than what they've kind of been led to believe. So I think it, that's all it is. Really. You know, it's like a, a lifetime of suffering that kept building and building and building, you know, from the heavy drinking to, you know, anxiety dependent on medications. That was like this decade long thing. It was just like, you know, I got to a point where I just thought I hit my threshold. That, that was it. Like, I just... I couldn't freaking take it anymore. I was like, I'm going to keel over and die if something doesn't give. Like, something's got to give. There's got to be more to life. Something. I didn't know what. Just like, 
it's like I finally started following my intuition for the first time, right? All those symptoms I was having in the past at the time, I didn't realize it, were trying to tell me to think differently, to do something differently. So then I just, I left the country like three weeks after I kind of got to that point where I was just like, can't keep living like this, you know, and uh, then I had to start over. <laughs> you know, I ran into another pharmacist, actually. It was uh, sharing like the breath work that helped him heal himself, a guy from London. Maybe you've heard of him or maybe you've even interviewed him, the renegade pharmacist I'm talking about. He's, he does the Soma breathwork thing now. And, uh, you know, he brought me really deep into a meditative state for the first time about a week after I got to Thailand. And I mean, it was the craziest thing, right? Like, this is the first time he's doing it publicly. About seven years ago, he started his healing journey. I'm just starting mine like a week before that. I'm on a small island in Thailand. And this guy, he's like, so I'm a pharmacist. That's like the first thing he said. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? You're a pharmacist too? Like, what are you doing here? Like, I'm not even sure what I'm doing here yet. This is really crazy. You know, and then uh, yeah, I just went deep into that sort of meditative state for the first time during that breathwork journey. And I was just like, it was that knowing that I'd never experienced before that sort of source or whatever, that like wisdom, right? That uh, your intuition just like fully present, right? Out of my head. And I was just like, I knew I could heal myself and that I had to start over and I had to kind of relearn everything about life. I didn't know why I knew it, but I knew it. And I was like, I had no idea what I was getting myself into either. But it was like, I just, I knew I had to do it. Like a week later, I quit my job and that was it. Like, this is about five and a half years ago. And that was it. I started over. <laughs> so, so <clears throat> you've alluded, you're a pharmacist and other stuff. Talk a little bit about your background, your work history. And the reason it's important is people come at this sort of awakening from all directions. Some people spend 10 or 20 or 30 years in some corporate career. Some learn a trade. Some do different things. And at some point, we get to this place of exploding. And you mentioned that. So talk. tell me a little bit about the story about how you got to Thailand. But yeah. back up a few years and tell me how you got to Thailand. Sure, sure. Um, I think it's, I mean, it all starts in the early years. I think it was about 14 when I you know, started drinking for the first time or got drunk for the first time. Yeah, I think I'm just was always a very like sort of sensitive person. And then of course uncovering the unconscious things uh from my parents in recent years helped me understand that I was actually numbing a lot of things I didn't realize I was numbing. And uh, you know, it's like that first, you know, getting drunk thing, 14 years old, turned into an everyday thing because it was like for the first time in my life I didn't have to feel all of this stuff anymore. I mean, of course, I don't know I'm doing it at the time. But looking back on it, it's so obvious now, you know, and that just turned into like a lifetime of that, right? And I was still fully functional, right? I mean, I finished school, I went to pharmacy school, the full six-year program, like went straight through it without any delays, even though I was drinking heavily almost every day. And, uh, you know, I was also doing other things in those early years, but I mean, it was just a lot of numbing, you know, and uh, I go through the pharmacy school, you know, and after the years, you know, working as a pharmacist uh, for about seven years after college. I think it just like, you know, people would come ask me, you know, like, hey, you know, and really like be interested and like want to understand how to be healthier or how to stop being sick or whatever. And I would just naturally say, well, these drugs obviously aren't going to help you. Like, you know that, right? Like, even though like I was like at the time, still not even like aware of hardly anything. I mean, it was just like a natural reaction to tell me, well, the drugs aren't going to help. They're just suppressing your symptoms. Little did I know like how true that was and how much I really meant that, even though I I was just because I was just kind of very rebellious. I was I always was like, well, you know, this this all this crap they're teaching me in school all seems completely useless. Like I, I didn't put much into it. 
So that helped, I think, me uh, exit that paradigm very easily once I actually opened my mind and started questioning things. But I mean, over the years, I mean, I was just like, all my patients were getting worse. So was I. Like, more medications, increased doses, different ones. Didn't matter. Like, anybody that stayed within the healthcare system and kept coming to me for their medications kept getting worse, including myself. So at some point, I was just like, this doesn't make sense. I was like, how can this be the way? Like, how can this be life? How can this how can this suffering be normal? Like, it just can't be, you know, and like, this can't be medicine either. Like, how is this helping anybody? This isn't helping anybody. It's not helping me. It's not helping anybody I've ever served thousands of patients over the last however many years. So, I mean, I think it's just a building, you know, just a building of that sort of uh, unconscious behavior of numbing and, you know, just having no idea about how to be healthy no idea that the mind can be the most powerful tool in the world, but also it can create more suffering than anything else ever could even possibly compare to, right? And just being completely unconscious and unaware my whole life. And then it's just like the suffering, like I was saying, it's just like it pushes you to wake up. You either go further asleep and just become a complete zombie the rest of your life, or you wake up and you start like asking questions. You start doing the real work I was talking about. I mean, there's not, you don't really have any other option and you, you either open your mind and you start asking good questions and you start seeing and finding answers. I mean, and once you start seeing stuff, you can't really go back to sleep. So it's like, it's on after that. So. <laughs> yeah. How did you end up? How did you, uh, so, so I understand that building pressure. It's a common story and people do, they stay asleep and they, I, I describe it as being addicted to mediocrity. You know, they just sort of do what's easy and obvious but something between the anxiety meds and your own questioning brought you to a place of change and you left the country, you went somewhere. Why did you pick Thailand and how did you, obviously there was, I mean, there are no accidents. So you ended up in the right place at the right time with the right person yeah. because you were questioning and yearning to do more. And that's part of the learning here is when you start yearning and taking action, stuff happens. But how did you end up in Thailand? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it was very simple, you know, I mean, I was like, well, maybe I'll try a yoga retreat in the Bahamas or something, you know, I was thinking in my mind, I was like, I just need to get out of the country. And uh, a really good friend of mine, one of my best friends, he was actually in Thailand with his girlfriend at this, in this little like spiritual community on this small island, you know, and then I was telling him about it. And he was like, do you know where I am? He's like, you need to come here. Like, this is what you need. And I'm like, what is it? I was like, I'm not coming over there to party. I'm done fucking drinking. You know, because I look it up on there, Copenhagen, Thailand, and it's like full moon party. And I'm like, no, I'm not partying anymore. I need to, I just need to get away from all of this partying crap. He's like, no, no, that's the other side of the island. There's this like spiritual community on this side of the island. He's like, come out of here. He's like, that's exactly what you're talking about. And I was like, all right, done. And I was there. And like two or three weeks later, I was on that island, you know. And uh, like I was, the, the story I was telling you is like, you know, less than a week later, it was like five days into that after I arrived there, how we ended up at this, you know, breathwork journey thing, you know, that night was just really crazy. Like all of these sorts of weird things had to happen to even get us to go there. And then, you know, that ended up being like a, a massive connection. I mean, he's still the guy that I'm talking about, my friend, he still literally is one of his main first breathwork instructors that he ended up training this Niraj, the pharmacist that I told you about in the story that we ended up at his breathwork thing that evening. You know, so it was like, that was pretty crazy. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like I say, like, once you get uh, out of your head and you actually start listening to your, 
that voice, your intuition, and you start just following it, like it's just crazy how quickly you will, you know, just end up and go wherever it is you need to go and like to, you know, go further on your path, right? To reach your next levels. Like it's just, we, it's so easy to be lost in our heads of all this conditioned ways of thinking and behavior. But when we get out of that and we're really like connected, you know, to that place, it's like, and you follow it, like you trust your instincts, right? And don't get that confused with the traumatic sort of conditioning you might have as well. Like, it's just really powerful how quickly you can end up places, right? Like that all happened in a week, you know, and that, it's like I sobered up for the first time for a week straight, like since I was 14, you know, I ended up making that connection there. I mean, I entered this state. It was like, I knew everything I needed to do at that point without even understanding why I knew it or what. I mean, this is like, it's, that's crazy. Like this is a week, a week period, right? So, so it's, <clears throat> I love it. Uh, and as we'll talk about more, it's not crazy. It is you finally making a choice, and it's a choice that all of us have, which is to listen. We're going to go into that next, but I want one more question about this. Um, why is it that we have to do that? I mean, what is there about our universe, our society, like I, <clears throat> right now, at least the Western society, that builds us it pushes us in that direction. Go here to this sucky place where you hate yourself, you hate your life. You, like what in the world is going on that pushes us to there so that we're so many people, maybe everyone is in a place from which they need to awaken. Yeah. I mean, that's a, you know, that's, that's one of those things is like, you know, you, you can go down all the rabbit holes there are to try to, understand you know how the world really works what's really going on you know who's they like is it true like do are they this bad you know what's going on like i mean to me we're really at like there does seem to be a spiritual or a uh, psychological war for our consciousness for our minds for our souls for all of it right because i mean i can tell you from experience how i used to be right my mind soul consciousness everything was completely not mine it was not mine in any way i wasn't able to think for myself in any way and like going away from that and like taking back control of my mind and exiting sort of this, whatever this, like, you know, the matrix, you know, whatever you want to call it, but this, this sort of thought control, like it, and it is what it is. Like, I mean, everybody I come across, like they have like different like levels of like, you know, how far they've gone and how far they still are like down the, the rabbit holes. But it's like, I mean, call it what you want but i mean it's clearly is going on because you know when you start exiting that you're like wait a minute because i mean you realize you're just living in like this endless like fear and like division like that's it like your whole reality was created on this like you know this constructed idea that you're weak and uh flawed and incapable and like you know just don't you know, unable to think for yourself like you know it's uh you know, so we, I mean, we can talk about that kind of stuff for days, but I mean, there's, there's clearly that's what's going on. Like the physical wars of the past that we, maybe we learned in history and maybe we didn't even get the actual, actual, you know, legitimate details about, you know, it's, uh, that's what it is these days though, with the, the information age and technology, you know, it's like, cause people need to understand, especially from the mental health aspect, I can tell you from experience, like whatever you're feeding your mind is highly influencing you. Right. There's like common themes within movies and TV shows and all this stuff that repeatedly you see. And that's what you believe is how you and all people are. This is normal. Right. So it's like people got to start understanding that what they're allowing into their eyes, into their mind, 
is affecting everything about their perception of reality and where they operate from, right? Their beliefs, right? Their paradigms, which is essentially what you have to become aware of, address, and change if you truly want to change is the underlying paradigm and beliefs. So, I mean, yeah, we're, it's, that's it, right? I love that. I call it a context straitjacket. Yeah. And uh, the context straitjacket is built on your, another acronym, BDEEP. Beliefs, definitions, experiences, expectations, and perceptions. And that forms your context straitjacket, and you believe it limits everything you are, what you can have, do, be, and everything. And what you don't realize is that it's transparent and flexible and of your own construction, and you can get out of it anytime you want, but you have to go do the work. So yeah. I, I love it. And there does seem to be that. There is, yeah. the, we call it a fungus, call it a conspiracy, call it the devil. I don't care what you call it. There is a construct of control that puts us in a place of uh, consumerism, worship money, you need more of this, that, and the other to be happy, a created happiness. And when we get there, it's like Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You climb the ladder and climb the ladder and find out it was on the wrong wall. Yeah. You know, and so that's yeah, that's exactly, exactly right. So let's go back yeah, to so now you've you've made this change. Yeah. And you did breath work, got into meditation. Talk me through what's happened to you and what changed for you. How did you learn to trust the intuition? And that we'll call it intuition. You can call it universal mind. You call it the universe, call it God. There's clearly yeah. a force that yeah. is intelligent, intentional, and uh, trying to help us do better. There seems to be rules about force and everybody gets to choose, but okay, we'll do all that later. But tell me yeah. about your connection, how you woke up and where you've journeyed since then to get here where you're spreading a different message. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, you can call it whatever you want, you know, consciousness, like you, it's like somehow we need to combine that sort of spiritual awakening, like from the Eastern wisdom that we have not even been exposed to really like understanding the the human condition right identification with thought like so the first like year year and a half about it was i think you know i mean i was i would try all kinds of different tools you know like it was actually ecstatic dance was one of the big ones right because it was like i mean like the first time i went to an ecstatic dance i was like i was in the back and i was like just clenched up i couldn't move you know and about an hour half into it like i just felt like i was gonna you know have just massive anxiety attack. This is the first week I was in Thailand as well. You know, and I finally started letting go about an hour and a half into it. Next thing I know, you know, I'm like, I'm in the middle of the dance floor, just, just going freaking nuts, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, who am I? I was like, what is going on right now? This is freaking crazy. You know, and that ended up being like, I kept doing it because it was like so freeing, you know, and I didn't really understand why, but you know, I understand why now it's because I mean, it was like, I was allowing the movement of my body without thinking about the movement. Right intense movement right combined with you know inspired by music essentially like just forcing myself deeper and deeper into the present moment out of like getting out of my head and this complete identification with thought and ego and it's like this like present fully present egoless state that i was achieving through intense dance right you know and it's uh and i find that it was the same with all the tools i was using whether it's yoga that combines you know movement and breath you know, or meditation, which is like properly training the mind more and more and more to get more and more to the present moment, right? And rather than 
allowing the mind to do whatever it wants, you start to train it on a focal point or whatever. So all of the tools I end up finding, you know, whatever ones work best for me, I kept using. Those were the main ones, mainly dance and breath work. Um, the first uh, couple of years, I still do. Um, but it's like all the tools help us become more and more present. No matter what it is, that's what it's helping you do, right? And like, you got to combine like uh, the personal development with the spiritual awakening. Otherwise, you know, there's there's no way you actually start becoming the observer and see how powerful you truly are, right? If you're completely identified with thought, right? And not beginning to come from the perspective of this mind is a tool, you are not your thoughts. It can be used very powerfully, but if you identify with it as being you, it will create more suffering than anything else ever could, right? So, and I think it's like the same that, you know, all of the brilliant, wise, enlightened ones that came before that all of the things they were trying to tell us a lot of them got interpreted, misinterpreted, maybe intentionally, tell us that, you know, externally is where the power is or the source rather than within us, right? So it's like, you have to experience it for yourself to get yourself into that place. And you can use any of the tools I'm talking about in any combination of ways. I mean, you combine it with giving yourself fuel and stuff like that. You can get more deep into it, right? So, yeah, the first couple of years, it was like that. I mean, I finally... It was like I had I had heard this idea like you are not your thoughts and I'm like okay that makes sense great but I've never experienced it so <laughs> what do you mean like how does that work you know and uh, I finally ran into this guy we were doing the sauna and ice bath sessions at this cool uh, really like old school sauna in, in Bali um, spa and uh, I, I ended up hiring this guy as a mentor because it was about, I'm a year and a half in at this point and I'm just like I'm still suffering you know obviously I'm much healthier now right? I'm not drinking anymore. And, uh, you know, not, I'm, I haven't been on medications the whole time. And I'm like, you know, I'm doing all this work. Like my morning routine is like three, four hours sometimes to get in this like powerful present state where I'm not like in this self-condemning habitual patterns of thinking. And I'm just like, this is just crazy. I can't just keep doing four hours of work every single morning. Like something's got to get. Why am I still suffering so much? And that was, I think, when I was finally ready for my first sort of, you know, coach, mentor or whatever. It's this Aussie guy. He, he used to teach, you know, meditation and yoga and all this stuff. You know, he's about to. Time, you know, and I just resonated with him. We we're having good conversations. So when we started having some deep conver recorded conversations, and it's like the first one we had was really deep and powerful. And over the weekend, I was re-listening to it, and it was kind of asking these questions, like, you know, why am I still suffering? Like, blah blah blah. You know, it's like everything happening at the level of thought. And I start re-listening to this conversation. I'm taking notes, and about four days later, you know, I start actually experiencing. Like I start actually seeing as an observer, all of these crazy, like habitual thinking patterns flying through like my awareness. And I'm just like hysterical because it's just absolutely insane. You know, all of these thoughts, it's all this like self-condemning, self-critical sort of thinking patterns. And it's so like endless and so strong and so incessant. And I just like, but it wasn't me anymore. Like I was, I had finally separated from that. And I started, I finally experienced you know, becoming the observer, I guess, right? I, I finally had that sort of like spiritual awakening where I'm now experiencing it. And then it was like the next six weeks were like just crazy. It was powerful. Like I was like, oh my God, I have so much fucking energy. It was like, where's all this energy coming from? You know, and it's like all of my energy was going into building these thinking patterns and strengthening them the rest of my life. All of this endless worrying, all of this just, you know, because that's what the mind does. It just continues to build on whatever it's doing. So if you allow it to do whatever it does, like, it's just going to pick up whatever patterns you got from parents and everything else. And it's just going to keep building on them, you know? So anyway, that was a, that was a lot, but I think it, 
I think that's a good place to stop. <laughs> no, it's fabulous. What you said and is we identify, we believe we're our thoughts. And you have yeah. you learned in that process to disidentify you. You, the thoughts are up here. Some people say the the you is somewhere between the heart and the spine. I don't care where you put it. You yeah. know, you're not your thoughts. And realizing that for the first time is 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 somewhere between shocking and relieving or both. And then you said something really important, which is suddenly you have this energy. And the energy, we have energy, and we're using it up, worrying about the past, worrying about the present, creating stories of worthiness, and whether or not we're doing the right thing, and who's thinking what. I have a disease I talk about called the Wittot fungus, and it's an acronym, W-I-T-O-T, and I always say it kills more people than COVID ever will, and it stands for what I think others think. And there's oh, a yeah. ton of energy that we put in that. And then we yeah. have stories about what we think of ourselves and all this judgment going on. And that's where your energy's going. And suddenly you're now in a place where that's all mine. I get all that back now. All of it's out there. And I don't, I'm not putting it in there anymore. So you, you did that. And now you've come further on that journey to do what? Tell us about your present work. What what are you sure. doing now? Did you go back to, do you have a pharmacy still? Or are you doing something completely different? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, to still pay the bills, I am still practicing pharmacy. I mean, actually in between jobs right now, but because mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm always looking for kind of something new or challenging or whatever, but mostly it's focusing on the coaching practice and actually helping people at the deepest level. Right. Because it's like, you know, after that, what I was just talking about that story was like, I started like wanting to understand how I was going through such a massive transformation because I was spending so much time in all these spiritual healing communities. And I was meeting a lot of people that seemed like they were just kind of stuck in this place. Like a lot of them, like they weren't actually going anywhere. Like I was, so I was like, you know, but a lot of them were, and I was like, well, what's the difference? So I started getting really curious, you know, like what was I going through? Like, how did it work? Like, you know, so I started looking for the answers of, you know, how to heal and transform and change. Like, how does that actually work? Like, what are the words that describe these experiences that I've had? So, I mean, I ended up finding a lot of it within the transformational coaching context eventually. So that's, uh, that's uh, essentially, you know, transformational coaching versus all other types of coaching, which is transactional is like, you know, rather than just do this, get this result, transformational is like address the paradigm, become aware of it, right? Change it, right? Change who you are, the level of being, right? So, I just try to do my best to combine the transformational and tra transactional because you still need to do certain things to actually be healthy, right? Because like I was living before, you know, consuming endless toxicity, fake food, you know, not getting exercise, sunlight, whatever connection to the earth. It's the very basic and simple things. So to me, it's like, that's what I do now because the last few years have been just focusing on that. How can I help people like go through what I've been through or go through their own journeys, whatever they you know, entail whatever that looks like for each person, because it's all different, but there's a lot of similar, you know, a lot of similarities. Right? So it was like, it's just understanding that, right? Building skills around that and then just trying to better and better combine, like, you know, kind of essentially my own personal program that I've been, I guess, working on myself for years now and helping other people, you know, get the best of that to where they can, you know, apply the same things to, you know, wanting to be better or wanting to heal or wanting to stop suffering from, you know, some sort of mental aspect or even a chronic thing physically, right? Like what are the conditions in place? Because a, a big conversation that uh, I always have to go to is the, is the stress, right? The sympathetic nervous system, right? 
we have this like sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. It's supposed to be automatic. Supposedly we have no control over it, which is not true at all. You completely have control over it. You can use the breath work to turn off that sympathetic stress response. And that's the reason why everybody's so unwell is because it's on 24 seven. Everything about modern society turns it on. If you're not doing anything to really truly get it turned off, you're never healing. You're never regenerating. Your body's not doing what it was designed to do because it's in fight or flight mode. It's in survival mode. So that's like addressing like that conversation and just helping people use simple things like breath work or just have some better habits of like what they're doing with these technology, technological devices and screens, you know, to get themselves in a place where they can actually rest and regenerate. Right. Like that's like a crucial thing that like so many people don't even talk about or realize that like, if you don't do that, it doesn't matter like how good of food or how good of fuel or how good of care or how good of like, whatever, all of these amazing like new things that may be out there for treatments or whatever it is, ozone, you know, whatever, like it's not going to do any good if you continue to live in that fight or flight, like activation of your nervous system. So for me, it's just, it's just putting all those things together and trying to help people, you know, get what they truly want as quickly as possible. Right. And helping them for me, it had to be coaching because every single mentor I had, like that first one I told you about, that was what helped me go a million times faster. Cause it was like, I have questions. I need to figure it out. I can't figure it out myself. And that's what like a really good coach does that's been through it is like helps the person that actually needs to figure something out, see what they need to see, right? Gain insight. It's like, so you're helping somebody gain insight into what it is they need to see about their paradigms and beliefs that they can become aware of. And then be like, Oh, well, maybe I, I didn't choose that. No, I don't believe that. That doesn't actually make sense. I want to believe this instead and start operating from a new paradigm and a new belief system. But you can't really, it's very hard to do that yourself, right? So I totally agree. And I think uh, I, my, one of my phrases, I mean, I'm a coach too. And I, I say, coach that's not having, doesn't have a coach is a fraud. <clears throat> and the reason I say that is because I believe at least you have to stay in the growth paradigm with yeah. the idea of being vulnerable and coachable in order to be effective. But anyway, oh, so I uh, agree with that. as a sort of, um, <clears throat> I want to make sure people know how to find you. So where is the place to find out more about you? What's the website? Have you written a book? Uh, tell me everything so that people can follow up more with you. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think it's all still very new. But yeah, truth underscore prescribed. You can just hit me up on uh Instagram, uh, TikTok, Colton Hall. You can find me on Facebook or I think uh, YouTube as well as just Truth Prescribed or something. But truthprescribed.com is the website I did make. And uh, you sign up for my email list there. It's probably better to do that <laughs> combination of the, the website and the following on social. But get is it truth underscore prescribed? Yep. Yes, sir. All right. So not one word. It, when you do the website, you got to have it right. Truth the underscore website. prescribed. So the website is just truthprescribed.com. Oh, okay, good. I want to make that clear. Okay, truthprescribed.com. Good. But the social media is truth underscore prescribed. <laughs> All right, fabulous. Gotta so, confuse you guys a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. I just want it clear so that people yeah. who, who hear this and want to go see what you're doing and resonate with that yeah. set of choices and that feeling of frustration can find out more about you. Uh, yeah, Colton, thank you, thank you for sharing your journey, your thoughts, your uh, contact information and everything about you today. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate you as well and everything you're doing. I mean, this this work is so important. So 
I just, I love anybody that's doing it. So, and I appreciate you having me on here. It's been great to meet you as well. Thank you. So I want listeners, I want you to take time to listen to this a couple of times. It's been very dense and that's good. There's lots of stuff in here to think about, about your own intuition, about when you've rejected it, about when you've said yes, about why, about why you're staying stuck, about the stories you have in your mind and all the things that Colton addressed for us. And I want to really encourage you to go to his website, truthprescribed.com or truth underscore prescribed for social and see what's going on in the life of someone who's made that change and who's elected to be in the people encouragement business. I can tell you that listening to what he's given you and implementing it will help you move on your journey to create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.